I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Before we get into the AFC North, what are you feeling about tonight's game at all? you think the Ravens are going to run away with this one? I wouldn't say run away, but I like them to win the game. You better hope they don't run away with it, because if I get them in the triple play, Ooh, it's going to be a big home. win. I'm... One zero oh, and one right now. As it oh, stands. you pushed! I pushed! I pushed! I have my first tie of the year. You are zero oh, and or you're one and two, no ah, matter what. So, this is a big one for us as far as the standings are concerned. And I, I, it's a three point game for the Ravens. At least that's when I got the spread last week. I, I always have this feeling with Ravens games that they're gonna beat the lesser team so badly. But there's something different about this Ravens team this year. They've not looked it like... It does not click. They, no, they have never looked like the juggernaut I thought they had the potential to mm-hmm. kind of be. I, at the beginning of the year, thought that they might be the team closest to that Chiefs, Bills, and at the time, even Chargers, because they were kind of sniffing around there. <clears throat> but I, I thought they were kind of right there with them, and maybe the team that everybody has kind of forgotten about as far as the top tier was concerned. Yeah. But. They just haven't been able to put together those like string of dominant Ravens. They run it down your throat, play good defense. Lamar's throwing for four touchdowns MVP and running for 100 caliber. I think they did it at the beginning of the year, and then it's kind of gone a little bit quiet. Did they really, though? Because it was week two when they were up 35-14, to 14, and then Tua came But back. he played like an MVP in that game, Lamar. Yeah, he did. Uh, and then he dominated the Patriots in the game that they lost. They won there. And then ever since the Bills game, where they lost a really close one again, mm-hmm. yielding a comeback at the end, Lamar threw a very— That was the start oh. of Lamar having a very bad streak Right, of that was when he threw that interception, and then Buffalo was able to go down the field and score, and then the next possession, he fumbled the ball. Yeah, and then that <laughs> game against the Bengals that they won, he threw a lot. Of, he threw some bad plays there, and then he— threw the game away again the next week against the Giants. But right. they're on a two-game winning streak since, and now they've got the Saints in New Orleans, and a little bit of an extra week for the Ravens because they got that Thursday night game last week mm-hmm. against the Buccaneers. So they get a, the mini buy. Really, yeah. Yeah, they get a the really mini buy. So I uh, think that the Ravens are just a lot better than the Saints, although the Saints are weird because – Despite being three and five, and I know Tampa Bay won yesterday to kind of take a little bit of control back in the South, 
the Saints are still very much alive. Still have a very well, strong yeah, in that division because of the division anyone they play. Be alive, in. right? And a tough game at home, obviously, as far as the spread is concerned, because I got it at three when we picked on our Fireside Friday episode last Wednesday. Okay. It's down to one and a half right now. So wow. starting to come back down towards that New Orleans Saints <laughs> side of things. People, you know, maybe betting a little bit too I don't, much I don't on know. the Saints. So they bring that line down maybe. and get some more money on the Ravens. It's a tough place to play for sure. And I think Andy Dalton's the guy that is smart enough to get Alvin Kamara the ball 40 times. And that's kind of your biggest threat here, right? See, I would say, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because Michael Thomas is done for the year now. Done for the year. That was a waste of a draft pick by me. <laughs> but Olave's really the number one there anyway. So, But Olave's still, I mean, I think you need, you need to give Olave a better quarterback than Dalton if you want him to really shine. Yeah, I, them, the whole like, thing. Like, who, who's the rookie of the year right now? That's a great question and something we can talk about towards the end of the episode. Um, it's like going to be Brees saying, Hall until... But preseason, people were saying it's going to be either Olave or Garrett Wilson, the two receivers coming out of Ohio State. And they're State. both eating. I mean, they're both awesome. Did You, you watched the Bills game yesterday, right? Yeah, Garrett yeah, Wilson yeah. Is, a, is an awesome wide right. receiver. But I... I, I are there's they no have, clear front runner right, right now. Right, right. I mean, the like, favorites at the beginning of the year were Kenny, Kenny Pickett and George, George Pickens, yeah. and that connection just hasn't really worked out for them. But the whole thing with the Saints that really is a head-scratcher is what's going on with Jameis Winston? Because by all accounts— I, They I, choose I, to go with Andy yeah, Dalton. Like he's, he's healthy, he's ready, but they choose to go— They not being the Saints. the injury right. report. He's, you know, been— on their depth chart since a couple of weeks ago as their number two quarterback. And with the season still alive since you're in the NFC South, it's so surprising to me that Jameis Winston's just the backup to Andy Dalton. And is it a, we're going to try to get into that top three and get a Bryce Young and get a CJ Stroud. And we don't believe Jameis Winston's the guy's too injured. He always gets hurt, fractures his back at the beginning of this year. And we can never trust him to be anything more than maybe just a backup because he's always injured. I would understand that line of thinking, but it's just a very bizarre kind of move to make when I don't think you're even going to be bad enough with Andy Dalton to get into that top three range and get one of the big. <laughs> no, teams. I mean you've what they're already three, won three and five, games, yeah, yeah, and you still have a lot of chances to play your opponent, your, your division opponent. Exactly, so that's they can maybe beat everybody in their wins. division. Yeah, those are the three wins. You're at six and eleven possibly on this, at the end of the season. As we were talking about the Steelers possibly being in that same situation, six wins, seven wins is not going to get you with that that top five pick that's going to guarantee you one of those quarterbacks coming out of college this year. Yeah, and, like, you have to worry about them. Like, Saints are one of those teams that's like, oh, they might be bad this year, but, like, look at the players on the roster. Like, you still have to play Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> you still have to play the Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. You still have to play Cam Jordan up front. Demario Davis. You still have to play Demario Davis. On offense, Olave is really emerging as one of the better rookies. You still have to play Kamara, who's been a stud this year quietly. Yeah, he had a very slow start. But he's but been a freak He's lately. getting back to it. You still have to play Jarvis Landry. Who's getting healthy again? Like they've got dudes. It's a good. It's a good team on paper, yeah. but that can only do you so much. And I don't know if the coach is the right. I guy. was. That was exactly where I was going to go, Tom. I don't know. It's hard when you go from a guy like when you go from a duo like Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and you lose both and back to back years. It's not going to be the easiest transition. No, and they're even if. In the, a lot of ways, the, they're kind of in that same boat the Steelers are in. I know was, the Steelers didn't lose the coach side of it, but right. the whole Hall of Fame franchise quarterback lifted your franchise on his shoulders for the past decade plus. It it's was gone now. 
um, I'm blanking on the, the Saints coach coach's name, but he was either the offensive coordinator, I believe he was a defensive coordinator for them last year, so he's been around the franchise. But as as we were talking about um, uh, Josh McDaniels in um, in Vegas, some guys are just meant to be coordinators. They're not ready to. They're not capable of really leading an entire team. I will say this though: sure, if Dennis Allen, who is that coach, okay, and the Saints can get a win at home tonight against the Ravens, get to four and five, they're in be the thick in of a tie it. Yeah. with the Buccaneers record wise. I know the Bucks have the head to head right now, mm-hmm. but that's right now. They still have to play again. They're right there. So it's a real must-win game tonight, which is why I think you're kind of – I kind of lean towards you more, and I think I might lose this triple play because you go on the road, you're facing a team who has talent on the roster and a quarterback in Dalton that's, like, <coughs> been there, done that enough to win a game like this at home, and you have to have it to keep your season alive. It, it can be a really dangerous thing. That being said – Justin Tucker's going to make like a 62-yard field goal, and they're going to win by like yeah, two points. Course. I'm going to lose, but they're going to win. And that would put the Ravens at 6-3. and three. Five and four is what Cincinnati sits mm-hmm. at right now. Do you think the Ravens are kind of firm in their grasp of first place? No, not at all. kind of wobbly as far not as Not at all. Stands? I mean, first of all, we have to remember these teams still have to play each other one, one more, time. more time. And it was as close as it can get the first time. And I believe it was in Baltimore. Yes. The first game, so... Home field advantage may be thrown out the window when it comes to division opponents, but it. I I do not believe even if the Ravens win tonight that it's anything comfortable for them moving forward in terms of holding on to that division lead. And I think Tom, now that we're here, it's we're entering we're we're about to finish week nine. We're entering week ten. Remember how at the beginning of the year you said it's the best time of the year, September October football. Season is new, you know. You know you you can look down the road. You have so much football ahead of you, but here we are. We're entering week ten. We're in double digit weeks now, people. I I we got fewer weeks left than we had in the beginning of the season. Every game moving forward is of consequence. It's of it's significant moving forward. So, for the Saints, for the Ravens, equally, I think tonight's a must win. I mean. Must win for different reasons. Do you think Andy Dalton is a sleeper cell for the Cincinnati Bengals and will do whatever it takes to help his former team get into a tie with first place by beating <laughs> his old rival? Okay, it's ridiculous. Okay, I'll just shut up. Continue. I, I just think for different reasons, right? Baltimore and, and New or- and Baltimore, sorry, and, and Cincinnati are fighting for a legitimate playoff spot as a division winner with a winning record, whereas New Orleans is also fighting for that division crown, but it's a lot less than, right? I mean, you're you're hoping to be 4 and 5 and be tied for first. Are you not s- not just tied for second or maybe even third. You're you're going to be tied for first in your division with a 4 and 5 record. And if you're the Bengals and the Ravens, who are the clear-cut favorites and really only contenders, I think in my mind to win the AFC North right now. Um, if there's a dark horse to come from behind, it's Cleveland, not Pittsburgh. I'm sorry to say that, but yeah, I agree. They're just a better team. I mean, we they are only Cincinnati. We I mean. are only a handful of weeks away from Deshaun Watson returning to that exactly. lineup in Cleveland. So, but I think it's just one two right now. But are you concerned at all if you're Baltimore, if you're Cincinnati, that the two teams from the AFC North thing ain't exactly as comfortable as you thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year? Because despite mm. the Ravens being the three seed and potentially going to six and three tonight and the, the Bengals being five and four, the Bengals are stuck in ninth place right now. So, mm. you know, the Ravens lose tonight. The Bengals catch the Ravens. It's not an automatic thing where if you lose the North, you're not you're making the playoffs. Well, it depends on the rest of the AFC. You're going to get... <clears throat> Oof. 
The Chargers won yesterday. They just keep Atlanta. floating along at that yeah, seven seed. Yeah, it's so weird. They're five and three. They're going to get in. I think they're going to get in, too. But then you look... I, I'm looking Especially more, because I'm not worried about them playing Denver or Vegas anymore. Right? Yeah, like, right. That used you, to you be should, that they're going to beat up well, on each you other. You need to win. Yeah. Right? Because it's it's been weird in the past. You need to... I mean, let's not forget the, the season finale, regular season finale last year. Raiders and Chargers. You win and you get in, or you, you tie and you both get in. Yep. Raiders won that game when a lot of people thought the Chargers were the better team. So we can expect only two teams to come out of that AFC West. But like I look at this, and then they, and then the AFC South, you're getting one team, and that's Tennessee for sure. I think you're getting three out of the East. I was just gonna ask how many I you getting out of the getting East. Three out of the East. The Jets are really good at defense, dude. Like one of the best defenses in the league. Sauce Garner, Sauce Garner on the interception. He's a dog. First of all, he got he got burned first play of on the, the game. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Ever but, since then, he impacted the game right. completely, and. Uh, it's a shame that they lost Brees Hall because there's your you rookie said, of the year right now. Sauce Gardner, that's a good pick. It has to be, right? Yeah. That's, and that's really awesome because he's a defender. But right. He's, you he's, don't really see a lot of defenders make that kind of impact. But I think they do the separates. I think they do defensive and offensive rookie. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. So, so he'll win defensive rookie of the, the year. But he's the best rookie, period. By right, right I think now. so. I mean, you, you, you flip the game against Josh Allen. Uh, people think he's a top five corner already in the NFL. Already yeah. in the NFL. Uh, well, Give it like a year or two before we'll you're see. ready to anoint him. There. Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're a rookie. I mean, Micah Parsons was an elite defender last year, but nobody was nobody was saying really that he was top three as an outside. I mean, outside linebacker slash defensive end, whatever whatever the Cowboys were choosing to line him up as that specific day. But now we see that he'll probably win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Yeah, um, if you stay <clears throat> but that's the thing. Just give it, show that it's not. You're really young. You were really under the radar, and then you came out. No one really was preparing for you like they were for the veterans. If the quarterback cannot turn the ball over, I think the Jets will win yeah. enough games to make it. They lose when Zach Wilson kind of loses them the game. Like they lost to New England because Belichick goaded Zach Wilson mm-hmm. into throwing up a bunch of, like, what do you have, like two or three picks in that game? Like, I don't, I mean, they've only played once so they play far. Again. They both have a bye this week, and then they meet again. Patriots I expect the Patriots to win. That it's game. in New England. Too, I expect so. that. Yeah, I expect the Patriots to win that game. Which is just like you think all this momentum, you beat the best team in the no. AFC. But no, you, no, you no, just no, can't no, beat no, them, right? No, like no. it's just the one. It's Belichick. It's the bogey team, right? Like it's, it's the one. And even if you can't lose, even call it a bogey team because a bogey team implies that there's so much they they are so much more of an inferior opponent. Every time you meet them, and they still just beat you. Yeah, you're because right. the Patriots, the Patriots are the yeah. are the superior, except for this and it's, year. The and coach still is still there too. So well, that's the other thing I was going to say about the standings in the wild card. I'm looking at the seventh seed right now, and I'm looking at the Chargers, and I'm like, Brandon Staley, I think he's really going to fumble it away. And then who's in number eight spot right now? It's in New England. It's it's Bill. Like, and he's just well. So that there you go. New England could get there, and then very easily they could have what happened last last year, right? Say Buffalo gets the first round by this week or this season, other than Tennessee. So. It's Kansas City that they'd be playing as a number two team, and they get complete just like the Steelers did. They get completely blown out. I could easily see that happening. AFC East or NFC East, best division? Because it's one. It's of those the two. NFC East. I think it's the AFC. East. Really, just from top to bottom. Because you like you like, I like the Pats you like more the than Pats the more than the, well, those yeah. are a feisty bunch in Washington. They're not someone that you sleep on. You know, they took the Vikings to the mat. No one ever takes the Vikings well, to the mat. Well, you had <laughs> everybody your takes the play. Vikings to the mat. I was kidding. I got right. that one. Three and a half points. Because you, I covered right, that, you baby. Picked, yeah, right. Uh, 
I thought the commies might win that game, and I think they should have won like that they game. They should have won that game. They should have. But to me, like losing that game to the Vikings doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, no. I, 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 and again, and again, the Vikings winning get winning that game means absolutely you're nothing. You're right to either me. way in that scenario. What, picking the AFC East or the NFC East? I like your argument because of New England being the better four team. And both New York teams are such a surprise, Mm -hmm. which is what just makes it so glorious. Okay, before we get to the MVPs, the Offensive Rookie of the Year, Player of the Year is yada, yada, yada. Who's your AFC North winner right now? Oh, wow. Okay, while you think about it. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I, I know they're I was so gonna, up I was, and down. I think I had to say the Bengals too because now we, we know of, we know how rocky the start the run game was to, to, for them at the beginning of the season. Oh man, he's a freak. Yeah. Now, like Zach. Okay, so RIP we were, if you played against him we, this week. Hello, hello. Right <laughs> game, here. Game was over by right halftime. Yeah, it was over. Uh, but we just talked about Brandon Staley maybe being the Achilles heel, the Achilles heel for that Chargers team. Zach Taylor was until he realized, oh my gosh, I could just give Joe Mixon the ball 20 times yes, and he could be a stud. And also, I think Joe Burrow is a much more equalizing force than Justin Herbert is right now. Yeah. I think Herbert's just as talented as Burrow, but I don't think Herbert's got that leader of men quality in him yet. Where, dude, Burrow, those guys will not. Like, those guys in, in L.A., I think play for Herbert more than Staley, but it's not to, like, those guys in Cincinnati will it's die all, for It's Joe all Burrow. for Burrow. It but I also Burrow. think he's better because, and I know the receiving core is probably better, or for sure is in Cincinnati, but you take away Keenan Allen, look how bad that offense is. You take away Jamar Chase, and, oh, my gosh, Joe Mixon had 200 yards in total with five touchdowns. Right. And that was just Joe Mixon. That could easily be. And then Burrow was an easy 22 for 28. Right. That could easily have been T. Higgins' day or Tyler Boyd's day. It doesn't matter. I made it Joe Mixon's day. But you take away away Keenan Allen, you see how one-dimensional that offense is now in L.A. It's really just Austin Eckler. So I think think the Bengals, and I kind of look at this year as a lot like last year. They kind of floated around 500 last year, had games where we were like, wow, they're great, then had another game where they were like, how did they lose that one? And it's kind of been the same way this year. I mean, they just got torched by the Browns two weeks ago. And then went out and torched the Panthers the next week. Well, the Panthers might be the worst. But still, that's as up and down as you get. Yeah, how... And then... I look at last year, and I'm like, they were kind of the same thing. They win that Chiefs game in the regular season, get to 10 wins, and they're the hottest team going into the playoffs. I could see them doing the same thing this year. Like, get, just get really hot down hot, the stretch, yeah. win 11 games, one of them being against Baltimore. You win the division, and then you're just the hottest team in so the playoffs. So it's, it's a weird dynamic because you're asking to pick between the Ravens and the Bengals. And you like Joe, right now, you like Joe Burrow more than you like Lamar Jackson. I do. But you like John Harbaugh more than you like Zach Taylor. Yeah? Come on. For sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You had to think about that. I don't know why I was thinking about that for as long, but yeah, for sure. Much better coached outfit in Baltimore. Did you pick? I don't want you to weasel. And offensive rookie of the year? No, uh, the winner of the game. No, no, I agree with you. I'm going with the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. All right. Right now, the favorite for the MVP. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three time NBA Six Man of the Year. Elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's got to be Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Mahomes is not far behind. Allen's not far behind either. It's a very tight Allen race. Allen took a step back this week. Big one. A big one. Uh, and Mahomes, Mahomes wasn't it. exactly amazing, but he threw 68 passes. Like, that was the most of his career, and he was great with his feet. There was that third down Absolutely. conversion. Was that third and Showed 17? the second dimension of his game. Right, and then he got the running touchdown, and that pass, it was it was the backup tight end in overtime, right? I, I thought it was Kelsey, and it was the backup tight end who caught that incredible— it, first of all, a great effort by Mahomes to escape a collapsed pocket and then make that throw— Almost kind of like David Tyree-esque where it was a lot of hands in the air and it just came down to the one Kansas City defender or, sorry, Kansas City receiver. But I think Mahomes, I mean, this was a huge game for both teams because Tennessee needs to just make sure they don't fumble away this season. It's being gifted to them on a silver platter. Go out and just take the division this year. And they were playing really competitive. It, it was unfortunate for them because Malik Willis had to start a quarterback over Ryan Tannehill. Although Malik Willis was pretty mobile, I just don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know why um, Derrick Henry didn't get ten to fifteen more carries this game than he than he finished with. Did you see that Tennessee finished without a single catch by a receiver? Yeah. Did you see AJ Brown tweet out that no one could get open? And, yeah. la- and a gif of him laughing. Mm-hmm. That's petty. That's Tom Petty, that's AJ Tom Brown. Petty. You want it out, bro. And now you're in Philly. And you're yeah, involved. I mean, that's like, good for him. I mean, he's he's in a better place. You care right about now. Tennessee. I just don't get why, with Malik Willis starting at quarterback, maybe I get it if, if Ryan Tannehill was starting. But with Malik Willis starting, I don't know why Derrick Henry didn't get. I think he finished with like 25 carries. Why is he not getting at least 30 carries per game? I don't know. Derrick Henry is way down in the odds list for MVP. He has the same odds right now as Jimmy Garoppolo to win the NFL MVP. But it's a three-horse race, I think, between Hurts, Mahomes, and Allen. Jackson's the next highest odd, but he's plus. I don't like that at all. It's those three. If health permits, it's those three. Yeah, who's? Can you just list a couple more names? Maybe there's a dark horse. Uh, Tua is fifth. I like Tua. I think Tua will finish ahead of Lamar. But Tua is so tricky because like Tyreek's going to steal votes from him. That's true. People are going to credit Tyreek. It's going to be the split thing. Joe Burrow. Then Joe Burrow's behind. But you know, you know, you know, Tua is more valuable to that team. Tua, Joe Burrow have the same value, and then behind them, Geno Smith. It's, it's, it's not a he's bad He's a top pick. 10 MVP candidate Yeah, right for now. sure. I mean, he's a top 10 quarterback The right numbers now. aren't going to be there for him, though. That's the right. He doesn't. He, wins he doesn't finish that, no. with 300 yards on 30 or 45 passing and, what, five to four touchdowns right. in the game. It's it's more like two hundred uh, high 200s and one to two touchdowns per game. But it doesn't turn the ball over, and that's why they win those games. Favorite right now for Offensive Player of the Year is... Come on. Oh, it's Tyree Kill. It's, it's got to be Tyree Kill. It's going to be Tyree yeah. Kill, too. He's going to win it. Um, I mean, if he, if he breaks the record, he's for sure going to oh, win it. I would think about to. giving him MVP, I mean, you talk about Cooper Cup, what he did last year. 
this is equally as impressive. More so if he breaks it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. It's more so. Because so, Cooper Cup was only the second guy to ever do that. He the got triple close crown to, to Calvin Johnson. He did, but, but he was he was the second guy to, to do the triple crown behind Jerry Rice, who we know how great he is. But if you break a record as significant as a single season record like that, you gotta give it to him. Jalen Hurts has the same odds as him right now to win it. But I like that. I would. But, I like if Hurts is gonna get MVP, give the offensive player. But the you've year seen it happen where the quarterback wins both offensive rookie or offensive player of the year and MVP. You've seen it happen before. But if Tyreek breaks it, you gotta give it to Tyreek, which is kind of crazy to think about that. <coughs> in his career, he hasn't won that yet, considering the, how great he's been for the past what six, seven years. Well, this is the best year he's ever had. Well, yeah, for sure. He's better now in Miami than he ever was. <laughs> That's so Patrick ridiculous. Mahomes. Defensive player of the year is the most lopsided odd so far. It's right Micah, Parsons Micah Parsons and by everybody a else. mile. Nick Bosa's and Miles Garrett are second and third, but they're plus 1,000, plus 1,000. Do you see? He's TJ... minus right now. He's minus 335. You lose money betting on right. Micah Parsons. Do you see if TJ Watt plays the entire second half of the season for the Steelers? No. no I'm not saying to usurp Micah Parsons. But to kind of get into that neighborhood where Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett are. Maybe, but no. Probably not. Because the team's just not going to be as good as Bosa's for sure. Okay. And then Garrett's had a full season of just dominating under his belt. Comeback player of the year? There's two. Geno or Saquon? Geno and Saquon. Derrick Henry's in there too and Christian McCaffrey. (sighs) CMC's a good one. It's a good one. I was honestly saying for a dark horse for offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey, maybe? If he comes on real strong. Yeah, right. They, they He has to be the face of that offense moving forward. Uh, it can't just be him and Debo and Kittle. It's got to just be him that's the number one um, target or the number one factor of that offense if he wants to win that. But I like it, but he's he's not having the kind of resurgent year that Geno and Saquon are having. I have no problem giving it to either guy. Right? No, I don't either. Um, I would lean maybe towards Geno a little bit, just because I'm a sucker for the Geno story in Seattle. I get it, but they're both having the same impact on yeah. their team. Well, I mean, I think Saquon teams. could be right in the MVP conversation as well. Offensive Rookie of the Year, it was really obvious when we forgot about him. There's actually two players right neck and neck right now. They're both running backs. Kenneth Walker in Seattle. Oh, that's a good one. A stud. Yeah. And right behind them, only a couple of you know points behind them. Plus 125 for Walker, plus 150 for Damian Pierce. You don't you watch a lot of Houston Texans football. You can't football. give it to a Houston Texans. Why? If he's playing great, it's about rookie of the year. It's not about. I, I guess think rookie so. of the year is the one where you look at and maybe win loss doesn't matter. As I much. guess so. You don't watch a lot of Houston Texans. They no, never play on the red zone. I he's, never. He's a stud. I I've not paid any attention to him. And then Olave and Wilson are three and four, sitting right behind. I like Kenneth too. Walker also because you got the Seattle thing. Well, and Kenneth Walker's going to be continuing to get better, I think. Well, it also helps his case because Rashad Penny's out for the year, and that's just going to give him more and more and more. Right. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner is the uh-huh. favorite right now. He's minus money as well, minus 106. Yeah. Not as overwhelming as the Michael Parsons odds, but it's pretty overwhelming. Tariq Wollin is behind him, and then Aiden Hutchinson is in third. He had a huge play against Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. So, 100%. Hutchinson's been a really good draft pick for the Lions, but Sauce Gardner is just Can I ask player. where Kyle Hamilton ranks for that? I have to click on show more participants. Wow, that low. He's way down. Kyle Hamilton plus 5,000. He's been, he's been 5, playing kind of hurt too, right? He's probably like around 13th, 14th. He's been playing kind of hurt as well, I, but that was supposed to be the guy, right? Everyone loves Sauce Garner, but Kyle Hamilton, 
out of Notre Dame last year was people were saying was to steal the draft by the Ravens. Hasn't been that hasn't been the case though. It's not listed right here on the uh, the book I'm using, but coach of the year, who do you lean towards right now? So there's three guys: Dable, Dable, Carroll, Carroll, and Sirianni. I might. It's tough. I think Dable's third right now out of those two. Really? Yep, I do. I might say Sirianni is third because he's playing with the MVP. Yeah, but then you could also make the argument that the MVP didn't really become the MVP until Until Sirianni got there last year and then took the reins of his development over. Once he took over, sure. I like Carroll, too. I I think all three three guys are are really deserving. I think it's as close as the MVP race. Uh, Let's see how... Let's see how the rest of the season unfolds. If Seattle wins their division, because you expect the Eagles to win theirs, and you expect the Giants, again, so you expect the Eagles to win theirs, the Giants won't because the Eagles will win it. If if the Seahawks can get past San Francisco and win that division, I think there's a no-brainer. You got to give Coach of the Year to Carroll, and you got to give Comeback Player of the Year to Geno Smith. I would not hate a Pete Carroll coach of the year if they win the NFC West. I'm telling you, if they win that division, there's no way you can make the argument. I get it. Saquon's having a huge year after a lot of people were doubting that he could ever bounce back. No one would be more surprising than Seattle. Seattle was, people thought they might pick number one overall this year. I don't think if they, if, again, if they win the division, I don't think there's any way you can make the argument against Carroll or Geno. Subscribe right now to the Steelers Standard. That's our very own show. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere you get your podcasts, the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or Apple, Spotify. Make sure you download it and subscribe on every single platform that there is out there to get your podcasts. We're going to recap week nine action in the NFL in our last episode here on a Monday. We'll talk about a crazy week, some upsets, and some really close games that, you know, maybe make you think a little bit better about a team even though they lost. That's all on the way with Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman. This is the Steelers Standard. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.